Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, the podcast for parents of young children. And we want to share your stories and all those crazy, contradictory feelings that come with being a parent. We believe in you. You got this, even on the craziest of days. And you are most definitely not alone. Hey, listeners. The host of this podcast wants you to celebrate the messiness of life with kids. That means we don't need an expert to explain our kids to us. We just need to sit back so we can truly see, hear, and love our kids. My family has been lucky enough to attend B'nai Torah, where Karen's enthusiasm and joy for all aspects of parenting has been a breath of fresh air and always gives us hope that we can do it. Karen Deerwester believes that when we see, hear, and love the messy moments of life with kids, we're able to give our children everything they need. Karen has been a teacher, author, and a leader in early childhood education for decades, and there is nothing, nothing that doesn't make sense if we take time to connect with each child exactly where they are, and right where we are with all of our messiness too. Here's today's podcast. Today's podcast is Saying Goodbye to a Pet. In a beautiful book about death called Lifetimes, it says, everything has a beginning and everything has an ending, and in between is the living. There are a few things sadder and harder than saying goodbye to loved ones, and our pets are definitely our loved ones. Each child, each age and stage of development, each parent and each family is different and has unique needs and unique ways of managing the reality of saying goodbye to a pet. Today, we have three moms who are either going through or have gone through saying goodbye to a pet. I'm grateful to be here with Kim Krams, who texted me a few days ago with some very important questions about how to include her son in the death and dying of a beloved dog. I also have Megan Morrow and Alana Kirschenbaum. Kim, let's start with what you've been thinking about and what you're considering for the days and weeks ahead. Okay, so I had texted you because, as you know, as you said, we have a dog, Nico, who's 19 years old. And, you know, he's obviously he's 19, so it's kind of like that time coming. I'm surprised it hasn't already come, to be honest, because of how old he is. Um, So I had texted you basically about saying goodbye, how to do it with Oliver, because we're thinking of doing lap of love at the house. I don't want to really take him to a vet. And um, I just wasn't sure, like... How how do you put your four-and-a-half-year-old in that situation? Because they are super aware right now, but it's also confusing because it's like they understand death. They know that, that things die and people die and they don't come back really. But like you said, like the fixating on the goodbye right. and not really understanding the process okay, completely. Okay, so let's start there. And, of course, <clears throat> we're holding you all of you in our heart. They, so so it's a very but it's a very specific how do children understand and experience death mm-hmm. because Oliver is four and a half. Oliver's a boy, a curious boy, a take the world apart, dissect it, analyze it, figure it yes. out, own it in his own way, boy. So, and I will ask everyone about mm-hmm. where you are in terms of how you think your children would process it at this time or what you experienced before. And and Megan has a fabulous <laughs> uh, perspective on this. <laughs> you'll hear, you'll hear why we're laughing. Um, but for But for your specific question was, should I have him there when we put Nico down. Correct. And and I've been there with three pets as I've done that. 
And, and for me, someone once said to me, saying goodbye, that moment of death can be beautiful and joyful. Right. And, and I remember looking at a person going from hospice going, I don't think so, yeah. but it is, yeah. it is, yeah. um, because it is, I mean, how honored are we to be a part of that process, right. that transition, that goodbye? But what I know from children is that death is a captivating subject, and especially at that age and early elementary. So my first response to you was, hmm, he's going to, what if he focuses on that the tongue's going to come out? Right. What if he focuses Mm -hmm. on the last breath? That it is, I could, if I'm a young child, focus on that moment instead right. of the ritual and the Correct. the the loving goodbye right. and the loving closure that we also know he needs. Right. So from a scientific, biological, right. experiential right. experience, I don't think it's a terrible thing for him to experience that in the same way that I don't right. think it's a terrible thing for some children, some families to experience open caskets and right. all those right. other rituals. Yes, yes. But it is a that's a whole different <clears throat> awareness perspective right. than a loving goodbye to, to Nico. And then I said, and then he's gonna, probably going to go and talk to his whole That was the other thing. It. Yes, I was like, you know, I didn't even, that was the only thing I did not even think about when I had, I've been thinking about this for a couple months now. <clears throat> and, um, and I never even thought about that. Like, it'll happen, and then he'll go to school right. the next day or That's whenever, and then be like, you know, oh, my dog's tongue was hanging out when he died. Or, you right. know, right. my dog started mm-hmm. shaking all weird. Like, I don't really know what happens when right. you put them right. down like this. I'm forgetting. It is peaceful. It's very it's peaceful. Okay. It's very peaceful. Okay. It, it, so when I was his age and growing up, we always had, like, two dogs at a time. And right. we had the vet come to the house, too. And I saw it as a little girl. And my okay. parents were super matter-of-fact about it. Um it wasn't scary. I was never like scared of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the way my parents did it with me, but I know that's not for everyone. And then and I'm I a different child than Oliver. And I love that. And that, <clears throat> how old were you also? I was in kindergarten. In kindergarten. Because yeah. again, you could do it. I mean, I was like, if you were to plan this, and that is something that because it was special for you, you want to have that same experience for Oliver, then you want to, then you want to do it. When you have a few days so that it's like, it just happened the night before. And now it's very immediate in his memory. Right, right. The other is at kindergarten, you might have um, the ability to say, not everybody's going to want to hear this story, Oliver. Correct. You might have been a different child. Oliver is a child that if he he Mm -hmm. has exuberance to share, he's going to share it. And then it just means, do you talk to your teachers about it? Mm -hmm. How do you prepare the world for this? So that's what I'm, that's what, I think that right there is actually what stopped me in my tracks because I don't know how other parents feel about it. I don't want to put that on other kids in the classroom and then they take it home with them. Because it's not for everyone. I know. Okay, so so today you don't have to make any decisions. No. But let's open this up. Alana, you did just go through this last year Mm -hmm. and with with your daughter who was very much younger than Oliver. Gabby was almost two when we had to put my dog Gracie down and she was really attached to Gracie. So Grace was sick. She'd been in chemo and she had Cushing's disease and I saw her deteriorating. Mm. So I ultimately, it was kind of last minute that we had to 
really put her down that day, but we knew it was coming. So I had talked to Karen. We had ordered a book or two about it, which we never even got to the books. I never even read the books to her. But what I did was I I had my parents with me, Mm -hmm. and I sat... Gabby down, put Gracie on Gabby's lap, and I took a couple pictures. And I said, you know, Grace is really old, and she doesn't feel good at all, and we don't want her to feel sick. Yeah. So mommy's going to take her to the doctor, and I'm going to cry doing the same. Yeah, it's okay. Mommy's going to take her, mommy and Nana are going to take her to the doctor, and the doctor is going to send her up to the moon so she doesn't feel sick anymore. And every night when you go to sleep, you get to blow a kiss and wave to Gracie and tell her about your day and tell her that you love her. And then Miss Amy had told us, you know, don't just do it at night. Do something for the day. Tell her the sun. So yeah. we tell her the sunshine. When she sees the rays of sunshine, that's Gracie watching her play. Oh, and so, so sweet. Gabby did not come with me to the vet. Gabby stayed at home with my dad, and they mm-hmm. played and I went to the vet. And so what happens when you put her down, we were in the in a quiet room. I brought Grace's right. blanket with us. And it's, you know, are you ready and everything? And they, they give the injection and it's just kind of like a peaceful, they kind of melt into your lap. Yeah. Is I guess the best way of saying it. And I was happy I didn't have Gabby with me in that time because I was a mess. Yeah. I need and to I That's the other thing, too, is, like, your emotional state. You don't want to... I was not okay. ...freak them out either. Right. My mom, like, literally had to, like, stand me up and be like, you need to let her go. You need to breathe. You need to... Because yeah. I wasn't ready. Yeah. yeah. So I was happy for that I had done it that way. But I think moving forward, she, well, I have two other dogs. We had three dogs at the time. Right. So now I've got two dogs, and Peyton is now nine. I think moving forward, when Peyton... When Hopefully Peyton lasts a long time, but when Gabby's older, I think I will do it with with her. Gabby, maybe not in the room as yeah. we do it, but I think have her come say goodbye, have her taken out of the room by someone that she's you know trusts and comfortable with, and then come back in the room to see the sleeping body. Okay, yeah. Because then it's like that. Look, she's okay now. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. sleeping, and this is what it is. Because right. I do want her to have the the full lesson of death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important because. Otherwise, it's a scary monster that right. no one understands. Nobody, nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. And that might give you time to tuck the tongue back in and, you know, <laughs> right. arrange, yeah. arrange Nico in a way that Oliver would be comfortable seeing him. Right. You know, my mom also made a good point, too. Sorry, I know you have a turn coming. Um, <laughs> um, you know, she said that it's she feels and i know this isn't everybody's opinion or right. they won't agree but she feels it's important to show children how to mourn absolutely yes. how to cry how to how to miss yes. people and miss things and that, and that is healthy she's like yes. and she's like i know that it seems it, it, and and, she, and her point was that it's our problem. We're make, we make yes. it such a thing when it's not even right. a thing for them. For yes. them, it would be... They're not afraid of the word. Right. They are yes. not afraid of the right. experience. We're scared. And not we, even don't afraid that, of the that, sadness. That scary feeling yes. we have inside onto them is what a psychological standpoint. Is like what, that was her point. And right? I, I did all of mine. Like, I went through all because I'm a psychotherapist I went through all my, right. my childhood like like developmental stuff okay how do I do this how do yeah. I you know and right. that's yeah. what I came up with for my kid because I didn't want it to be so scary right she's also very little too she's and like very, so yeah. I think also whenever you get older too it matters if if if, if, if uh, this happened with Oliver when he was her age 
I mean, it would have been a lot easier. But you don't want easy. You're I don't want easy. Real. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want easy, but just the situation, I wouldn't have to be like up at night, late at night, yeah. like yes, Googling it yes, and you thinking. And you you have to. I still was. You yeah. really I still really? was. Because I thought you would have done it and it would have been over and no, I would have really known. No, but then somebody no. thinks no. somebody no. or something. My daughter something. still asks me. <laughs> She still says to me, uh, Mommy, can you tell Gracie to come home from the moon? Yes. Because your dog is probably your child's first friend. Yeah, your totally. Your child's best friend. Does he, does he go to Nico? Going does to he go to Nico when he's 100? When he's upset, um, not really, not if really. A playmate, but Nico has an yes. interesting personality. <laughs> <laughs> Nico, Nico is, well, first of all, it was a rough start because. Right. He would, I mean, there was a lot of lunging and nipping and growling, and because he's number one, very old. Yeah. Um, number two, and the baby first, first baby. We also have a cat, by the way, who's 19. Oh. I know. Oh, so, man. yeah. But I want to put Megan on, but I, then I want to say there's no avoiding it. Mm-mm. What I know, and this right. was, this is my story, is uh, one time I had a mom who said the cat died, and, and Brian, who was three, didn't ask about him. And she's like, so we're fine. He doesn't what? even know that we got that the, that the cat's gone okay, and life has gone on. Out? Six oh, months three. later, yeah. Yeah. Ryan says, Mom, I haven't seen Fluffy for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and so and so. First of all, you don't want to be hiding your sadness, grief. You right. don't want your children in their in their lifetime for somewhere in the next eighteen years are going to feel experience sadness, loss, and grief. Right. And this is the only way. You have to figure out what works for your families matters. Right. Megan, we are so lucky that <laughs> you are at this. Stories. Tell us good story. Your, your so, picture, your perspective. So, so my background, our family business is, owns funeral homes, and my dad is a mortician. Grew up there. Um, used to play hide and go seek in the caskets. So you know, we love you. <laughs> what I've learned is, you know, there's there's no set formula for everybody. Um, I think, you know, because I know you, Kim, and I know Nico, and I'll tell you, so uh, my husband had a dog, and that was his dog through um, undergrad, through law school, through everything, and that was his baby, Talia. And when Hunter was one, Talia was very sick, and she was, you know, 17, and my husband said to me, I need to do this alone, because this was my first baby. Mm -hmm. And he said, Mm -hmm. I love you, but I I need to have my own time with her. And so he went with her, he did a special, um, you know, meal with her, he took her, and then he did it. And so, when I think, you know, everybody's situation is different, but when I think about yours and Nico. Nico was your first baby. I was 19 and, when I when I got and, him. And I, I know 19. how important Nico is to you. And I know, obviously, how important Oliver is. But I really don't think that you should um, shortchange yourself that time to spend with Nico. Because that was something, you know, my, my husband took over half the day. You know, he went yeah. with her. And he went there. And then afterwards, he had his own moments. Yeah. And he we, he we did actually cremate Talia. And we have Talia in different... Um, you know, necklaces, things like that. We've uh, <laughs> done that with grandparents. We, had that, yeah. that, we yeah. had that conversation too. So talk, because oh. I said, yep. okay, if you want something tangible, <laughs> bring Nico home yep. in yeah. the box. Right, let's go right to cremation. Let's go to different options and ways. Because for children, I think there's something very tangible that you can still hold on to, even yep. if it's not the live, breathing mm-hmm. dog 
that you had in, in, for your life. So and, go ahead. Well, and because, you know, I have, I have a wide range, you know, of experience. But we did, for example, when my grandfather passed, I'm the oldest of five, he passed. And um, we did cremate um, some of them. We, you know, we, we cremated him, although he still had um, graves up in Boston. So we cremated him, but one of his favorite places was um, the Beach Novel Light in Maine. So you get the, they have biodegradable, and we went and we did a send-off. But what we did for each of um, the kids is they were these nice little statues that had dolphins, and they had, like, water, and there's a little bit in each one, and my mom has a little one, too. How old were the children? Um, I I was in college, so I would have been, I would just turn 21, and then my um, sister would have been, let's see, she's five years younger, so she's 15. And then 13-year-old, two 13-year-old, then my youngest was 11. So that's what um, we did to kind of help um, with those. Mm-hmm. And Talia, we ended up, um, we have her ashes, and we did that. And, you know, growing up, because we were in the funeral home, I my goldfish, like, it had passed away. We uh, froze it because it had passed <laughs> It, it passed away. You are showing us the options and opportunities. <laughs> Not feeling bad for dumping fish down the toilet. Well, when, when my, because I grew up in Iowa, when, when the goldfish passed away, it was winter. So you can't do a, a ceremony and a burial. Oh. So my dad froze it till the ground would thaw out. And I insisted on doing, you know, a, a service and burying. And that is so this. awesome. So we did that. And That's then one awesome. time a bird fell out of a tree, like in my, because my, my grandma's house was also there I had to do a funeral service for the owl and so you know I just kind (laughs) of got used to you know addressing and I always wanted to make sure that every kind of animal or living thing was honored and however you chose to honor it or how your connection is and that's that's that is the significance so how you had life experiences a perspective rituals routines support tell us how you probably understand, appreciate life and death differently than any of us could ever because we never lived in a culture where death existed side by side with life. It's it's true. And, you know, it was funny because I always think, oh, well, I should know what the right thing to say. But there never is a right thing to say because each thing is so different and it really depends on the person, like their perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, their beliefs, your beliefs, um, you know, how it happened, you know, that's always hard to when it's something that's not planned and it's something right. traumatic and it's not fair, you know, and, you know, so there's just different ways. And, you know, what I've always said is there's no set package. I'm sorry. You know, I'm here for whatever you need. But you're not afraid of no. the I, I word think or the experience. No, I'm not. And, you know, it, my grandmother passed um, last Thanksgiving and she was very, very, very important to me. And she was the one, you know, my who had owned the funeral home. And we'd had a scare about two years before, and she had come down, she had met Hunter, and I went through, and I had spent the the last two years really telling her how important she was to me and everything that happened. And so when she passed, we were a little bit more, you know, kind of expecting it. And I made the decision, which my father doesn't quite understand, I did not go back to Iowa for the funeral because... For me, he says, well, the people will be there, all these things. And I said, but it's not about them. It's about me. And I had to say my piece. I had to grieve. I had to do it. And I am so happy. I'm at peace. And and I have to let those things go. And I can't go up right now 
for for them because it's about me and my family. And that still, you know, is kind of hard for him to even understand. And that's where he grew up. And, you know, that's why I think for you... I really think you need to give yourself a little bit of time with Nico. And, and I don't think that's necessarily true for everybody, but I do know yeah. that was your first baby. It's and crazy. I think He's been through everything with me. Literally. Literally. Moves and it's life changes and marriage and, and baby. So and he's so spunky. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I want to come around a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first thing I want to acknowledge that you said, and you said it in the very beginning, and that is, what does each person need? Like right. when you said, my husband needed something yeah. very different than what I would need or what somebody right. else would need. We have to figure out what everybody needs, well, what you need, what you need a year later, what how we continue supporting this process of love and grief and the judgments. So first thing, I want because I want to do some problem solving and like how we're going to help make the choices of what we need in this process when we're living it. But this idea that whether you're a grown-up right. with a grandparent and your own parents, right. or whether you're a preschool mom, yeah. you, somewhere we have to say, this is what's going to be right for our family. We will be as thoughtful, as considerate, and respectful of everybody else, but yeah. I can't make all my decisions based on everybody else's right. judgments. You've got to think right. about you, too, right now. So now, And, and then and what I hard. wanted to say is when, yeah. when, when Alana said... She didn't even look at the books. We've got a lot of books, but when I give parents the stack of books, I say, I'm not telling you give one of these to your child or read this or find. But I want to say sit with these words, sit with this imagery, talk to other people so that you can find what fits your heart. Right. Because that's part of this process. And you have time in the next days or weeks to find out what you want to say, think, and feel. So now, while while we're preparing you for that, I want to come back to Alana, and I want to say, what I loved is that when you said Gabby's still asking, Mm -hmm. this isn't a one-time fix it be done. This is, and and in our last podcast, number 14, Rabbi Englander was right here with us, and it was about saying goodbye to grandparents. Right. we, you're going to relive and re-experience grief yeah. right. for people and and animals you love forever. This right. isn't put it in a box and right. be done. And it's done. Yeah, yeah. So, Alana, what have you needed? What has Gabby needed? And how have you managed that? And then we're going to come back to the present. So, toddlers, as we know, will randomly... They just randomly come up with stuff. Like, she'll, we're driving in the car, and she'll say to me, Mommy, tell Gracie to come home from the moon. Mm. Which is, you know, gut-wrenching to me. It kills me because... I can't. I right. want her back. I want yeah. her back, too, and I wish I could do that for my child, but obviously death is pretty final, right. and we yeah. can't. Right. So what we do is I say, I know, baby. I know. Mommy misses her, too, and sometimes we'll cry together. She sees me cry all the time, so that's oh. nothing new to her. And yeah. I tell her, Mommy's... <laughs> Mommy's sad because, and I feel sad, and so I'm going to cry and let it out. Yeah. Because being the psychotherapist, of course, I have my kid has to be in touch with their feelings. Yes. <laughs> so, so we'll cry it out together. But then what I do is I say, okay, if you're still awake tonight when the moon comes up, we'll go outside and we'll look at the moon and we'll tell, we'll tell Gracie about our day. And so we go outside and we blow kisses and we tell Gracie everything that happened that day. And we say, I love you and I miss you and we wish you were here. Yeah. And Gabby will then look at me and go, okay, mommy, let's go inside now. Yeah. Because she doesn't need more. She doesn't need more. Yeah. So she got what she needed and I feel 
like for us, that was great. Sometimes what she will say, I have Gracie cremated in my nightstand yep. because she was she slept in my bed. Yeah. So she has to be in my room with me. Yeah. And I have her collar around my um, lamp on my nightstand. Right. And then I also have her paw prints yep. that they yeah. did right before. So sometimes she'll go in and she'll hold the box. She gives Gracie a kiss, puts it down, oh takes out her paw prints, touches them, and then closes the drawer. Oh, okay. So she has that tangible. Right. So she has the tangible moon that she can look at and, you know, send up love to, and she knows that Grace sends love down to her. And then she has the the tangible cremation box and the collar and her paw prints. So for us, that's been incredibly helpful. Okay. And then when, you know, she says, I miss Grace, you want to talk about it. If you want to cry, it's okay right. to cry. Yeah. And I let her sit there and her feelings, and I'm there holding her feelings with her. Yeah. And that seems to be helpful for us. Right. But it doesn't get easier. I know. I, mean, I know. It, right. When your kid says, it tells you you want they want something that you can't give them. Yeah. It's the worst it feeling as a mom. It's the worst feeling as a mom. And, yeah. and there's that expectation, shouldn't we be done? You know, the, yeah, I mean, everybody summer. who goes through grief yeah. always has that. Well, after a year, it's been this no, amount of time. No, I don't see how you can ever be done with that. Never. I mean, especially and then to for give so yourself the time, because and, and, it's what's real. And we need, but whether we're talking about emotional right. intelligence yep. or whether we're talking about death and grief, we mm. need all of this breath and space in our world but yeah. i want to go back to the to the, the, to, the to the cremation because yep. at, when kim was thinking about this and i was like all right well if you're gonna bring if you're gonna have them cremated you'll bring the box home and she was like what he'll be he'll be, he'll be throwing it or he'll be prying that box open yeah he's, he's like, gonna, gonna be gonna look in it i don't mind the cremation i i mean obviously i plan on doing that but i was like Oh my God! Give him the box. Like, have the box of Nico, and he's gonna be like, "Well, can I look inside? I want to look at what does it look like." Right. He's so gonna let's want- talk about answering those <laughs> real yeah. questions. A that ways you they- answer. Them. Yeah. There, yeah. Well, there's a couple things either looking or they make so many. I, I mean, I because I don't my, know this. My dad. I, they make so many cool different things now that you can do to store. Um, you know the the ashes, or for example, one of the you know one of the things my dad offers is you can actually take the ashes and make them into jewelry. Now they make you know different things, and I kind of yeah. think it, it's cool. But you know that that's my perspective. Yeah. But you can get they have different like statues and things that you can seal them in and you can order. So maybe you get like a little dog one and the way they seal it up, it's a little bit, it's a tiny and you just say, hey, you know, we don't open. I mean, if you don't want, because I don't think you probably want ashes right. being we, sealed there are, There will be some boundaries and some appropriate ways, yeah. but it's also teaching right. how to be respectful, right. which right. is a very big concept for preschoolers. Okay, wait, sure. how does go inside of there? Yo, you're going to have to answer lots of questions. Oliver oh, yeah. is very, Karen will tell you, he, he, he is, I mean, there is just no BSing him. <laughs> so he's sex, just so matter of fact. I mean, whether you're talking about sex, death, any mm-hmm. about those complicated yeah. adult it's, things in life, yeah. what it comes down to is what's the simplest, truthful explanation Correct. you can give. Yep. And you have to try on different Ways. I mean, yeah. you can't just say, "Oh, they burned the body, and and now your ashes." <laughs> like you, so you're yeah. going to have to be. Go ahead. So I'm going to say some of the things that you know my parents would explain, um, kind of growing up in different things. 
was that, you know, your body is a vessel and, you know, you have a soul and that's who gives you, you know, allows you to move, to do things. And then when you're released and you go to the moon or wherever you go, your body now is, it, it still looks like you, although you've left and you've went someplace else. Yeah. And so that's why you can talk to them and that's why you can do things. So what I, you know, was always kind of told is you honor, you know, the body or the vessel that took care of this loved one. And, you know, at the time, you know, when I was growing up, a whole lot of people, they weren't cremating. You know, a lot of things have shifted to Especially cremation. In Judaism. Right. right. And, and a lot of things have shifted. And um, I think it's important that maybe you say, you know, Nico, he went to the moon. He went. His, you know, his life has left. But he's watching you all the time. And then this is his vessel that he was in. And what I what mommy has done is we've taken care of it so we can, you know, release parts if you want. I don't know if he has a favorite place that they like to go where if you want to maybe relieve pieces, but then keep some so you have some so we can always, you know, touch yeah. it, have the tangible, then also feel like he's setting it free. So what, I, you know, my parents explained is that's the, you know, the vessel of your body, you honor it, right. but really, you know, the person and the love yeah. and everything is still close. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it is it's finding the words. It, it yeah. could be invisible string that yeah. you always have yeah. a connection of love. Right, right. It could be, you can find the imagery, um, but it's this idea that, Life is that living force, right. Right, and, that, right. and that when you're dead, it's not the same. It is mm-hmm. different, um, and there is a clarity. And the other thing I can reassure you, and, and again, whether you're talking about this to a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a ten-year-old, it's the same. Yeah, it's you find a kernel of truth. You yeah. find what you believe, so that right. when they ask questions, you either can say, "Hmm, I have to, fi- I have to think about that," or you know which direction fits your values, your truth. But the bottom line is two things. Children are shockingly um, able to hear, process, and make the message their own. So whatever age, they will either give you a sign when it's too much, or they will give you a sign when they need more, or they will give you a sign when they're satisfied. So let they right. will steer you and guide you, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be afraid of any conversation right. with any right. child at any age. Right. And we're here to support you through that because develop. And, but yes, children need children at preschool age do not understand that death is irreversible. Right. You will right. say they are dead. We won't see them. It won't be the same. But you will. Ha- but they're still going to miss them and like want that. them back. Of course. They're still yeah. gonna. They ha- They believe in magical thinking. But that, that miss them and want them back part to me was what I really had to prepare Gabby for so making sure that he understands like you know I'm so sorry buddy but Nico after you know today or whatever he's not going to be in our home anymore he has to go away yeah. Right. You know, making and I want to sure say too, he, like you're giving the finality. With, yes, he, the finality. But, but even before it's final, so that he yes. can process. Right. Okay, what do I need to do before? You know, my yes. dog is taken out of this house. Right. 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 That is a that the opportunity. That you, that you, opportunity. You can ask for, him. And, and Grace, when Gracie left, Gabby was. I mean, not even two. So she was just like, okay, bye. You know, right. yeah, but right. That was how she wanted to say goodbye. Right. It wasn't what I wanted her to do, of course. But that's what she was ready for. Right. right. So making sure that, however, he says goodbye, that even though you might not be happy or comfortable with it, that he's okay with that. Yeah. And you can label I want whatever these makes next, him happy. Yeah. I pretty you much have no expectations, but you don't know. But I'm not and you're sure. You're going to have to live it with him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, that's almost why I feel like. 
Uh, so this is why we need to have the conversation. But because what I I'm hear, like, how, you know, like ideas I might not have in my mind about can't you say out loud. We're going to have to say goodbye to Nico. Yeah, Nico's totally. life is ending soon mm-hmm. because because he's old and and he's had a long, beautiful life. Yeah, and so I for right here, right now, we're going to fill whatever days we have with Nico with love. And so your job, Oliver, is to think about how you want to tell Nico you love him every day, or how yeah. you want to say goodbye. You just think about that, yeah. and I'm going to do the same. Right, yep. and then you model, model and you show, right. and you and you fill this time with love, right. and you have transition time. Right, and again, how do kids manage transition? <laughs> they either black the intense in, intense temperament children, right. like black and white. I'm right. going to say goodbye. I don't want to draw this out. <laughs> I don't need. Don't yeah. make me go through a long goodbye. Right, right, right. right That's right. reality. There are slow to warm up children that need to go. What about this? What about this? Right. What about this? Yeah. You, I, we have to explore what, and that's the ultimate question for everybody in the picture. What will you need? What do you need? Right. Best you right. know right here, right now. That's all you can do. Yeah. Okay. The so, book, the book that you mentioned a second ago, um, the Invisible String. That's definitely a book that maybe, obviously read it first, Mm -hmm. but see if that's something that might speak to him because it's all about, like, you might not feel like you can physically touch him, but there is an invisible string attaching you to Nico that you'll always have a connection. Like, that, his spirit is up there. Mm -hmm. You will always have some connection. I like that. That's super cute. And it, I I mean... We all use that as adults. And I'll adults. give you some books right. to take. We um, all use it, you know. Okay. Like, Absolutely. if anyone's lost, you know, a family member, you still think about them. You still, still talk might to talk to them out loud right. when no one else is around. But we, we all do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we it do. is important on how you, you talk about it when you're young. Because mm-hmm. I think about that simple explanation that my parents gave me when I was young. And, and I use that even now. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think it's just. And it, complete. And, and it makes sense and it gives peace. You know, it gives, it just, yeah. I, to me, it, it gave peace yeah. and I can still, that's a vessel that's still, yep. the, the invisible string is still there. Yeah. You so still have your you connection yeah. for you first. Oh, I'll probably have, I mean, in terms of like, you know, first, my, menta- my, think about my mental you state for a second, or yes. what do I need with Nico before he goes or all of it. All of it. I mean, obviously, I already want to spend a day. One of my best friends is a photographer. Oh. And so I was like, hey, do you feel like it's too morbid? No. <laughs> if you were to hang out with us and, like, get some pictures, obviously, no, I want some with Oliver. Amazing. Oliver can have his own book. That's right. amazing. Yeah. Um, Nico's very special day. Yeah. That's perfect. That's <laughs> yes, exactly yes. what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. Even for you, you, he goes through the pictures. He plans the pictures. Does Oliver yeah. have, like, like, a couple things that he likes to do with Nico? But do they go to a park? Do they? Uh, you know, he's he sleeps so much. Like he's asleep all day for the most part. I have to wake yeah. him up sometimes. Um, and and it's hard because, you know, he eats just fine. I mean, and and there's times where like he'll bust out out of nowhere and like run circles in the front yard. And so I'm like, maybe I'm not. This isn't like I shouldn't do this, because he's alive. And I took him to the vet. You know, I take him every four to six months at this point, because I know sometimes they can have. At this age, sudden kidney issues, cancer, whatever. And we we see um, Dr. Dooley. I don't know if you guys know him. Okay. He's amazing. And he was like, you know, he has like a southern accent. He's from Kentucky. He's like, (laughs) I don't know what you're doing with this dog. But he's like, there's dogs that come in here that are like 10 years old that look way worse. You know, and he's like, there's nothing wrong with him. He's his his blood works perfect. His health is amazing. 
there's literally nothing wrong with him. And so that's why I'm in, I am in this horrible struggle of like, he's arthritic, obviously. Uh, yeah. He's arthritic. Um, I have little socks for him, like little grip socks. I know. And he just like. Are you giving him pain meds or anything? Not really. Cause it upsets his stomach. So I give him like supplements. Like, does he whimper or anything? Like, no, not at all. Yeah. Like, there's he's a tough dog. No, he's a tough dog. He is. He's a good dog. He's a little guy. Exactly. And and, gets, and my vet yeah. said, I, if this was my dog, I would not put him down. That's and and he goes, but it's your choice. I understand. He's like, it's a personal decision. He goes, I said, but I want your opinion. And I was like, please give it to me. And he was like, if it was my dog, I wouldn't, because he's like, he's very alive he eats he can you know he has trouble going to the bathroom obviously i have to kind of like get it the second he stands up we're like it's like a it's like a, a level 10 emergency like get the dog outside get the dog outside we have to put diapers on him yeah. sometimes i know so like i look at that and i'm like how would i feel if i was that old and i was like achy and it hurt and i couldn't get up and sometimes i like you know go to the bathroom all over myself but then so I struggle. You know the time is coming. A lot. You'll know. It's totally you'll, coming. You'll know. It's you'll know coming. when it's you'll time. You'll know. You'll know when it's time. That was, so that's do your, your photo thing now. Do your do photo. It I agree. Now. Right. Do it now. And of course, when I, I, I you know, we talked about that's doing this. That's a great this. idea. I'm like, watch. I wish I had done he's that. Gonna, he's yeah, that, gonna, I do too. I, that's a yeah, great idea. Crossover. He's going to cross over before the podcast. I'm like, I just know it. Like, watch it happen now that we talked about it. And we, I put it out into the universe. No. But then he's, no, it's fine. But every he's day He's waiting for his photo shoot. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. I, he he is. I'm minutes sure of fame. I, would, I think that is I'm the best sure. idea is to take I him all that. day long and just yeah. do a photo shoot. Take him mm-hmm. to a park. Give him, you know, his favorite right. food. I mean, just and have Oliver and do that. That's what I want to do. McDonald's. Yeah. That's, that's, I think yeah, McDonald's. Oh I think that's where John took Talia to. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I just know. make sure you don't drive too much after that. We did that with one of our dogs. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> and it just ended up all over the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then we felt so bad. We're like, well, we're putting you down, and you have a sore tummy oh. right now. Like, oh. we're so, oh, we're so no. nauseous for doing this. <laughs> no matter what, there's going to be guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least, you know, they go out. Having McDonald's. I'll give him an ice cream. An ice cream. Eat everything you want. I'll get you a cake. An ice cream. That's what they always celebrate your birthday. That's your homework. That's your homework. Yeah. Is to plan Nico's very perfect day. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. Then I'm going to do it. I know myself. I'm going to do it. I'm going to plan it. And then I'm going to be like, okay, Oliver's going to school. I figured I'll do it when he's at school, like the lap of love thing at the house. And then I'm gonna feel bad that he's not there, and then I'm gonna remember maybe he shouldn't be here. So I'm like, it's a it's a roller coaster for me there's right now. No, emotions. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Yeah. What I like what you did is it's so hard as a mom. See, you're you're automatically thinking about Oliver, but it's so hard as a mom to think about yourself sometimes. Yeah. And this is something I think, and I love what you did. You thought about yourself. You you, you know you went through. You did the emotions. You know with your daughter. Then you gave yourself time, and yeah. that's something I think you need. To, we don't put ourselves. You know, I don't front. regret. I don't regret doing it the way I did it. And I think you need to give yourself and put your think of yourself. And you've done an excellent job, and you've thought of everything. But you deserve a little bit of time for you to help mm-hmm. you heal also, because you need a you need a healed mom. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's the for all of us. You know, we're none of us are any good to our kids. If I mean, look, you're going well, through a difficult process as is, whether you're a mom or not. Right. You're still Nico's mom. Yeah. yeah. And. Before Oliver, it was you and Nico. Exactly. And sometimes coming full circle, ending it like yeah. that, is what will help you be okay in the end. Right. So if you feel any inkling that that might be the right way for you to do it, don't feel guilty about it. No. 
It's about you and what you need, too. Yeah. And we just told you what a great idea it is to bring all to that. your photo yeah. shoot. You absolutely are going to need some goodbye Time, time and rituals 100%. that have nothing to do with Oliver. Look at what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I love you all. I'm going to do the wrap up. Okay. How have you got this <laughs> for right here, for right now? I wish I had done a photo shoot. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I, I think, think it's such a good idea. It's such, I mean, I took two pictures and I feel like, God, that was it? No, but I, you know what? I feel really good about how I yeah. approach death with Gabby. I feel like we need a whole, we need to have you give us a whole, (laughs) we need books about how to to say goodbye in big, loving, different ways. We don't have enough options and opportunities at our fingertips to fit each one of us. Something that, you know, that I did, um, and and I had John too, which he thought was silly, but he felt better later, is um, my parents, when my, my grandfather passed when I was fairly young, is I wrote a letter and it was buried with him and so I wrote you know my grandmother when there was a scare two years ago I had written a letter but I got to give it to her and I got her to have her have it and maybe and and I had John you know write a letter about Talia and I know it, it may seem funny but it's when you're actually writing and you're thinking about all those emotions and then to be able to either include it or to have it I, you know, it may be a good release. I think the photo shoot is an amazing idea. I like, you know, we talk about the moon, the different things. I, you know, but you got to take care of yourself too. And you might be surprised yeah. writing those things down. Yeah. But maybe you keep that letter in that book that's yours. Yeah. yeah. There's so many different things to do, but you know, yeah, there, there's yeah, no right yeah. answer. But you, you're doing like a great job for you of having a memory book. I just so do. I like that. It's a lot. tangible, and it's tangible for you. Yep. Yeah. I find myself looking at pictures of Grace all the time. So to have that. Well, we did, like, with family photos two years ago, I was like, we really should put Nico in the pictures because I feel like ever since I had Oliver, I stopped putting him in pictures. When I was pregnant with him, my dog was in my maternity photos. I mean, <laughs> I was like, this this dog is coming in my... Jordan was like... Oh, like he was so annoyed, and I'm like, "Excuse me." I'm like, "He was here before you, okay?" <laughs> Absolutely, my first baby. And I'm like, "He doesn't talk back to me. He doesn't. Well, oh, like, well. don't even, don't even. He's he, that's my little well, man. Like, he talks I, back to you." Yeah. My recommendation: he growls at me. It's knowing, <laughs> knowing what I know about you is, I want you to capture Nico's personality, yeah, because. What you love and adore in him is the gifts he gave you through your life journey over these last 19 years. Right. I have to meet Nico. You do. He is such a cool dog. He really is. He's such a cool dog. What kind of dog is Nico he's kind a of happy on. He's this oh, little guy. tiny little this big ears. Oh, but yes, he has, he has he such a personality. You are. He's made you <laughs> yeah. I remember just running the loops. <laughs> he's crazy. He's seriously crazy. But so we put him in our in our holiday photos and and again Jordan was annoyed. He's like, "Why does the dog always, you know, I don't know. He's he's not it's a dog person family. like I am. He he's just not and that's fine and he's allowed to to be. But I said, listen, he's 17 or he was 16 or 17. And I'm like, yeah. I can't even believe he's still alive. I'm like, I, I feel like this is going to be it. This could be the last Christmas, whatever. And we should put him in the photos. And here we are two years later. You can and, ask him and and years later. cat in the photos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put the cat in the photos, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, I offered, but she's not. She won't. She, she's, she's never. I think I've seen that cat once. Yeah, she's <laughs> a very, yeah, she's a very, yeah. um, 
private person. Very private. Yeah. Private woman. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very so, private. I love it. I know. So. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad you were yeah, here. I'm important. grateful for you and this topic. I'm and this. grateful for you guys, too. Is there anything else you want to say? Get the last word. <laughs> Not really. I mean, or maybe a... Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. Like I, I feel, I feel I've never had to, I thought I would be doing this years ago because when I got him and it was on a whim and I was super young and I had just moved out and I was like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to get what I want. My mom and dad can't tell me what I'm going to do. And the first thing I want to do was get a dog. Like I want a puppy. Like that was my goal in life. And then I got Nico and you know, I really never imagined when I got him, because you're not obviously not thinking about when they're going right. to die when yeah. you get them. You're thinking about how fun this is and how amazing it is. Um, I never imagined he would be, I would be like near, you know, not far from 40 with a kid and married and all this stuff. I never imagined he would go through every single life change with me right. from that point forward. I figured in my mind I would have, you know, 10 years if I was lucky. 12 if I was pushing it and here I am like at 19 years old it's amazing um, that's awesome that's amazing and it's been great for Oliver too but again it's, it's a little different because you know he's older but it's that idea of their, your first baby and exactly. when you have real children it doesn't take away from that love right thank you right. all thank you Miss Terry so that's the mess for today we appreciate you listening to see me hear me love me seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, 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 one more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. That's with me, Karen Deerwester. And check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at at FamilyTimeInc and Instagram at Karen underscore FamilyTime. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Littman for the great intro. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. See you next week.